We begin in verse 1 and read through verse 15. Our story today is all about the, the Magi, the, the journey in which they took that brought them to the Christmas message. And so as you listen and you look and as you are reminded, I want you to think about the journey that your life has got you on. Where are you in this journey of life? And You know, this week uh, um, celebrated several birthdays. Uh, our oldest daughter turned 35. And on that same day, Harold turned 96. <laughs> um, my sister turned 51 or something like that, 52, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then uh, I found out somebody else here in the church. Oh, uh, Debbie and I won't tell your age, Debbie. Okay, uh, Had a birthday on the same day. Every one of us are at different stages and different places in our life. But we're all at the same calendar date. We're just days away from Christmas. But where does Christmas find you today? What's going on in your life that's robbing you joy? that's got your focus on everything but what it really should be on. So let's take a journey. Let's walk that journey with the, with the wise men and the magi and hear what the story tells us this morning. So would you stand with me as we read together. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king had just had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art thou least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a ruler that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. When they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and the mother by night and departed into Egypt. 
and was there until the death of Herod, and it come to be fulfilled, which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Father, we're thankful for the stories. The stories that, uh, that make up the Scripture. The stories that tell us of events as we come to call Christmas and Easter. Lord, the stories of the birth of the church, the stories of the struggles of the church, the stories of your coming and your going and your coming again. Lord, the Bible's filled with stories, and our lives are simply stories that are not yet finished. So, God, we pray as we come today, looking back at the story of the wise men. Pray that, Father, that we might learn some lessons that will help us as you are still writing our story to make it a story that uh, will find us at this juncture of our lives, O Lord, looking at Christmas a different way. So, Father, hide me behind the cross and may it not be my words, but your words and the simplicity of the message speak to the hearts of your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Many songs that we sing today around Christmas time remind us that Christmas time is supposed to be a happy time. Songs like we sing, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Others like have a holly jolly Christmas. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, and I learned something this week, uh, uh, the other night at uh, our pastors and wives Christmas dinner. Um, this next song that I want to tell you about did not start off as a Christmas song. As a matter of fact, it started off, lo and behold, as a Thanksgiving song, but we sing it at Christmas. Anybody want to take a stab except for you two? Jingle bells. Jingle Bells was a song that was written for Thanksgiving. Blew my mind. But it's one of those joyous songs that we love to sing at Christmas time. Another one, Walking in a Winter Wonderland. All communicate to us that Christmas time is to be joyous, trouble-free season. But the reality is that we know that we live in a sinful and fallen world. Not only this week did I celebrate several birthdays, but talked with folks who have lost a mom. Uh, others that are sit at the bedside of those that are waiting within the hours or days for the passing of a loved one. Others who are battling sicknesses that, you know, have gotten them to the place where they're dead fast and not able to be able to do all the things that they once were able to do. You know, we think about the fact that Christmas is supposed to be a happy time. But let me just ask you honestly. And in that, what are you experiencing this season? In the time of year which is supposed to be the happiest time of the year, just what are you experiencing? Is it that? For many, probably not. For some of you, 
personal problems are keeping you from experiencing the joy of the season for others. You feel like one crisis after another keeps running you over. With such an avalanche of problems, it's hard to have a holly jolly Christmas. Some of you are so busy and working so hard that there's no time to sit around the fire of roasting chestnuts. Or maybe there is simply nothing wrong, but you're just not feeling this Christmas spirit. You're just not in the joyous mood. Life is okay, you're okay, but emotionally, just not doing it for you this year. In fact, it's almost depressing. The world does not look like a winter wonderland. It simply looks like winter. I heard this phrase a couple of weeks ago that the witch, the lion, and the wardrobe book says that, you know, in that story that the evil queen turns the whole land into winter. And they say it's like winter all year long, but no Christmas. I don't know about you, but after Christmas, winter becomes a little, I'm over it. <laughs> Bring spring. <laughs> I like winter right up until Christmas, and then I'm done. <laughs> I've had my fill. But can you imagine living in a winter all year long time when it just seems as though, you know, the winter months bring about so much depression because we have a lack of daylight. We have more darkness hours than we do daylights. But hang on, it's coming. It's, we're in that transition. It's coming back around. Oftentimes, disillusionment, disillusionment uh, at Christmas is not an unusual thing. We get so hyped up about all the expectations about what Christmas is supposed to be that often the real thing doesn't measure up and we walk away disappointed. What can you do this Christmas to avoid this delusion of grandeur? How can you improve your level of joy this Christmas? The answer is found in the story of the Magi in Matthew chapter 2. Wise men from the east saw a star and indicated the birth of a new king in Israel. Wanted to honor this, said king. They got some gifts together and they went on a long journey to follow the star to where they thought the newborn king was. From the attitude of these wise men and the events that surround their journey, we can see that there are some things that we can learn to get joy out of Christmas. Three lessons that I want us to pick up on. If your joy in Christmas is lacking today, hopefully maybe something that I say in the next few moments will help you to take a different look and get a different outcome. First of all, what do you seek at Christmas time? What are you seeking this Christmas? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you're longing for? Did you know that your level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you're seeking at Christmas? Many of us are seeking the wrong things. Many of us are seeking out things that, that will never bring joy to our life. Ask the question, what is it that I want to get out of this Christmas? 
What is it that would make my Christmas wonderful and satisfying? Would it be a big snowstorm? Would it be that the, the, the ground is covered in snow and everything is... I love the first snow. When it covers the ground, it gets rid of all the ugliness and all the brown. And, 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 and you, know, you look out and you see what looks like a, a sea of purity. Wow, it's amazing. And then... Eh, ain't very long before somebody tracks it all up and <laughs> says, so there it goes. It's just like the world again. All tracked up in muck and mire. But is it, is it snow? Is it maybe all your family getting together and, and having a happy occasion? Or is it a feeling that you might define as we hear all the time, do you got the holiday spirit? Now, I'm not talking about what they sell at ABC. Okay. Finding the right present to give. Oh, that'll make me happy if I can just find the right gift for my love. Or if my love gets me the right gift. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it is that you're, you're looking for um, that ring. You know, I'm just waiting for that right one to come and ask me to marry them. You know, there are a lot of things that we're looking for, that we're seeking in this world. We're seeking a better life. We're seeking a more consistent thing. The problem with all of these things is they can leave us disappointed even when we get them. We can get all of these things that we long for and then still walk away saying, I'm just missing something. You ever had that kind of experience? When you were disappointed at Christmas because it did not deliver what you thought it should? The problem is not Christmas, my friends. It is not uh, your loved one. It is simply our expectations. We are looking for the wrong things. It's kind of like what James said about our prayer life. He said, you know, uh, James said, you ask, but you receive not because you ask amiss that you might use them to, for your own lustful desires. You know, we, 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 we long for these things so that it will make us feel better. Seeking Santa Claus and all that uh, he brings and all that the world says that he has to offer does nothing more than feed our flesh. You see, the thing is, that anything that we get from Santa is of this world and it will fade away, rot away, break, destroy depressed. However, if we look to the real reason for the season, there things will move from the worldly to the spiritual. The Magi show us how to increase our level of joy at Christmas by looking for the right thing. But what was it they were looking for? Listen to what verse 2 reminds us. They came to Jerusalem and said, Where is he that is born King of the Jews? Unfortunately, so many in this world today are looking at Christmas and they're forgetting that there is a Christ in Christmas. And without Christ in Christmas, we're looking at it for all the wrong things. We're, we're seeking all of the wrong things. The Magi asked the question, where is the King of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and we have come to worship Him. You see, I think oftentimes we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle and all the preparations of planning that we forget about worshiping Jesus. 
Get everything ready so that our families can come and we can open the gifts and celebrate the time and eat the food. It's kind of like having a birthday party and forgetting to bring the guest of honor to his own birthday. See, the Magi came and told Herod and the religious leaders, we've come seeking the king of the Jews. They were looking for an opportunity to worship Jesus. That is what we need to be looking for is, and, and expecting this Christmas. An experience of worship, a fresh glimpse of who it is that was born king of the Jews. It should be our goal this Christmas to worship Jesus, to, to, to look at the babe in the manger, not as just a, a, a cute little child laying in a pile of hay, but a, a child that is a gift from God, that is the gift of eternal life that each and every one of us longs for. To worship God and say thank you that you just didn't have a baby born in a manger, but he grew up a sinless man and he died a shameful death. For us. You see, the reality is that we need to look at Jesus in the eyes of Christmas in this way that, that we worship the Savior. Our goal. If we want our joy of Christmas to return, we need to seek the right thing. We need to seek that Christmas is about Christ and it's not about all the pleasures and all of the, the things of this world. I think when we do that, I think very seriously we will be dissatisfied at the end of Christmas. The second thing that we see as we learn from the Magi is not only do we need to seek the right thing, we need to look for the right thing. Where do we look at Christmas? The level of our joy not only is that we seek the right things, but that we're looking in the right places. The level of joy in your life is dependent upon where you're looking. We learn from the Magi that there is both a wrong place and a right place to look for, the, uh, for Christmas. They started out looking in the wrong place. What they did was they looked where their own human reasoning said that they should look. They went to the palace. Many of us, we're looking for Jesus in, in, in our own human way. We're saying, Jesus, if I can just be good enough, if I can just win your favor, if I can just live a, a, a good enough life, you're going to have to look favorably upon me. Jesus, if I, if I can just get religious enough, then you're going to have to accept my religiousness. And we're looking in our human forms. We're looking for, for, for salvation in all the wrong places. The Magi went to the palace. They, in their human understanding, they thought, well, a king should be born in a palace. And he, he should be born in, a, in royalty. And so they went to the very place that they thought was most logical. The star indicated the birth of a new king so, in Israel. So we went to the palace of Israel. The Magi went where the king should be born to the place of Herod the Great in the capital of the city of Jerusalem. But what a mistake that was. 
You see, when Herod found out that there was a legitimate king born into his kingdom that would take away his illegitimate kingship, he said, this guy's got to go. Can I tell you that we're living in a world today when it's exactly that? There is a King Herod mentality in our world today that says, listen, this King Jesus that you guys are all talking about, he's got to go. He is invading my space. He is, he is threatening my reign, my rule. And Satan doesn't like us worshiping Jesus at Christmas. My friends, I think we're looking in all the wrong places for the joy that we should find in Christmas. We are too are so tempted to look in places that seem logical, but not where God is. We think by giving the right gift, we'll be satisfied. We imagine that being with the right family members will make us joyful. All of these things easily disappoint us. The truth is that many in this world say, I can't afford to buy the right gift. I can't afford to make my loved one feel like they're, they're so special. Family members may be missing this Christmas for the first time. We might be looking at these things for joy. But I can tell you that we will be left feeling disillusionment and discouragement. But the Magi, after looking in the wrong place, figured out where to look in the right place. Magi looked in the right place when they looked to God. You see, they asked the question then, if not born here in the palace, where then would we find them? And so the religious leaders answered Herod and said, where is this king of the Jews to be born? And they said, well, of course, the Bible says, the scriptures teach us, uh, Micah tells us where he should be born. The Bible is the answer to where to look. If we want to look for Jesus, Guys, we don't need to be like the shepherds wandering around looking in all the mangers that people have in their yards and see, is Jesus there? <laughs> we need to get this out and we need to start looking. If you want to find the, 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 the joy in finding Jesus, read through the Gospels. And you'll see Jesus in a way that you've never seen him before. You'll see Jesus in a light in which he needs to be seen today. The Bible tells us, as the scribe said, according to the prophet Micah, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. But listen to what it says. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephetah, thou wilt be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, and he shall be the ruler in Israel, whose going forth has been from old and from everlasting. Now with this new information, they looked again at the star, and they followed the star to a place called Bethlehem until it stood over the house where the child Jesus lived. Now I know that oftentimes we, we, we think, well, I, I've been celebrating Christmas this way for all of these years. 
Let's be like the Magi with the new information that we've received from the Word of God. Let's look at Christmas through the eyes of God instead of the eyes of man. And we'll see Christmas in a new light. We'll see it in a new tradition. We'll see it in a new way that will bring joy and happiness to our lives. Where are you looking for Christmas this year? Is it at Walmart? Target? Amazon? Oh yes, Amazon has everything for Christmas. That's where you'll find Christmas these days. Amazon. The Magi teach us to look in the right place. If we look for Christmas where it all started, we will find that it started with an innocent baby in a manger and ended up with an innocent man on a cross. This, my friends, will bring real joy to one's heart when we see the truth of John 3.16 lived out in our lives. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, not so that He would be born just in a manger as a cute little baby, but that He would give His life as an atonement for your sins and mine. That's how much God loves us. That's the joy we find in Christmas and the knowledge that we know that God loved us that much that He gave His only begotten Son. So that leads me to the last point. What do you give at Christmas time? What do you give at Christmas time? God gave His only begotten Son. What do you and I give that will enlighten our joy, that will raise our level of joy? Yes, the third thing that raises the level of joy at Christmas is directly related to what you and I give. And I know before you get all panicky, hang on. And it's not talking about your wallets. Just to calm some fears here. Listen to what I am saying. The Magi came to Jesus' house bearing gifts. The gifts they gave were entirely appropriate gifts. The first gift that the Bible says that they gave was the gift of gold, a gift for a king. Jesus is the king of kings. The second gift in which they gave was that of frankincense. A gift for a priest. A gift of incense that would burn at the altar as a sacrifice, as an offering unto God. Jesus would be the priest that would pay for our atonement. He would be the one who would stand between you and God and make intercession on our behalf. He is our priest our high priest, our holy priest. And then the last gift they gave was that of myrrh. The gift for the dead. Myrrh was simply a, a, an ointment, a fragrance that was used as a, a, to a, anoint bodies before burial. By giving this, they acknowledged that Jesus didn't come just to live a good life. He came to die. See, the babe in the manger had a purpose in life that he came not just to, to be with us, but to die for us. The acknowledgement that Jesus was all of these 
made every gift that they gave appropriate and well-meaning. So that you and I ought to say this Christmas, we ought to give appropriate gifts. This can be a little confusing. Do you know what people want? I don't. I hate it. You're struggling to try to figure out what is the appropriate gift for so-and-so. I have no idea. Anybody with me? Huh. Man, it's a world in which we wonder. So then how does God expect us to give the appropriate gift if we don't know what people want? Listen, my friends, he's not talking about what we buy at Walmart or Target or Amazon. He's not talking about the things that we can give with our money. He's talking about something else that comes from us. Did you know that you have the appropriate gift within you to give at Christmas time? Talking about those more important things. I'm not talking about material gifts. We ought to give the gift of our love to uh, uh, show kindness to our friends and neighbors and family. We ought to give the gift of help to those who are hurting. We ought to give the gift of forgiveness to those who have hurt us. You see, it's giving these kinds of gifts that we make them the appropriate kinds of gift to give to the world. The greatest gift that we can give to anybody is to make sure that they know who Jesus is. I can guarantee you that whatever materialistic thing that you buy somebody, it is going to fade away or thrown away or you know, something. But if you want to give the most appropriate gift to the world, give them Jesus. Tell them of his great love for them. Tell them of his great mercy for you. Tell them of the great forgiveness of the sin in which he has forgiven you of. Listen, my friends, when we think about it, The world cannot argue with our forgiveness that God has given us. The world cannot argue with our mercy that we have received from God. When they see it and hear it and they know that we believe it, it makes all the difference in the world in telling our story. But there are other ways. I'm going to hit on the fact that we ought to give a generous gift to Lottie Moon. It's an appropriate gift. You want to give God a gift today? Give Him a gift to, uh, to Lottie Moon that says, Lord, we love the Word of God and we love the Gospel message and we want to make sure it is told around the world and we as Southern Baptists have a great agency of, uh, of ability to be able to do that through our missionaries. But maybe you're here today and you say, but what can I personally give? The first thing that God wants from any of us is our lives, our heart. If you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've never given Him your heart, if you've never come to that, that place where you have uh, come to receive the gift of salvation, can I tell you Christmas is all about God giving us the greatest gift called salvation? 
And he says, you know what? You don't have to wait until the 25th to open it. Check it out today. God's given us a free gift. And he says, for all that receive it, they shall inherit eternal life. So let's be real for a minute. Are you finding joy in Christmas? Or is it filled with more disillusionment or disappointment or discouragement? Has the Christmas spirit evaded you? What are you truly seeking? What are you looking for? What are you giving this Christmas? Why not consider giving Jesus your heart, your life, your devotion? And say, God, you gave me the greatest gift, so here's my greatest gift that I have to you. I'm giving you all. All that I am. All that I have. All that I will be. I give to you. As you walk out today, you'll see our bulletin board, and I want to just reference to that in my last statement here. If you're looking for joy, the best way to find joy, my friends, is Jesus, others, and then yourself. If you walk out the, the hall there, and as you go, there's a, that very caption is on our bulletin board. I, I wanted you to see that this year. Jesus others, and then yourself. And the joy of Christmas will return when we start seeking and looking and giving in the way the Magi have showed us that we should. I hope that the next time that you read that story that it will speak those words of volume to you. And that joy Abundant joy, God's joy, will be with you this Christmas season. Pray with me. Father, I come before you this morning praying for our people.